Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of I'm So Old with Lara and Lisa. We are here to chat some more about where we are right now as moms of adult kids. And we thought we'd start with telling you a little bit more about why we're doing this and where we're coming from and how we started and where we're going. Sounds good. So as you already know, we're moms to nine children between us, ranging in ages from, if you listen to our first podcast, which we hope you did, you will know that we have children, um, each of us have one left in high school, a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, but going all the way up to 27. And we are just kind of getting used to transitioning to this world, but we wanted to maybe chat about where we began when we met. 20, almost 20 years ago, it was a little bit different in our lives. Very different in my life, especially too. Um, I think I, 20 years ago, I was, or about, I had three, three kids at that point and two came after and I woke up at five and didn't sit down again until nine. And it was just a very full, busy, chaotic life. My husband wasn't home. He traveled a lot. There wasn't a lot of support from extended family. They were either not close or working or just not available. So it was a chaotic time. It was actually probably at that point a little lonely in some ways too, which sounds kind of odd because I was very busy, but I was so busy that I needed other busy moms to connect with, which is probably when we started, when we met, it was in preschool. Yeah, so we were in preschool, and I'll rem- I actually remember very vividly because I was pregnant with my fourth child, who's now 17, and I was pregnant with Matthew, and I remember I walked up to the playground to take my older son to preschool, mm-hmm. and Lara's older daughter was there going to preschool together. They were three at the time. And I remember being so tired walking a stroller up and being almost nine months pregnant that I I was just exhausted. And I started chatting with people around me, Lara being one of them, about how tired I was. (laughs) And I didn't think I was ever not going to be tired. And I remember thinking the people on the playground that day understood where I was coming from because Lara at the time had four kids. And uh, I don't think you were pregnant with your fifth kid yet, were you? I don't think so. No, Not actually, that I, had, I had miscarried two days before. Uh, oh, that's how no I wonder she looks so tired. Yeah, that's why I look so, <laughs> so tired. tired. That's not funny, but it's, no, but it's, it, that just that you just triggered that memory, and that's and I and you were pregnant, and I was pre- really pregnant with yeah. Matthew at the fourth kid, and I was just tired, and I remember the people standing there, and there were a few other women that we still know that also were just kind of commiserating about the fatigue of um, that time of our lives with pregnancy and toddlers and preschoolers. And I had somebody in elementary school and it was just a lot of, a lot of a lot. And we would go up and we, you know, commiserate for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, she knows what I'm talking about. And she knows what it's like. Right, well, so that's, that was the beginning of that chapter, of everybody kind of being in the same place in my life that I knew that I hung out with. It was, you know, 
it was worth trying to get everybody dressed and go out the door and go to Starbucks and make a complete mess and lose one on the way and shoe, you know, shoes left down the street and it, but it was just being in it with somebody. And I think that, that door kind of shut at some point that, and that's what led me to this. Exactly. So I think the chaos of all of that, there was no room to do anything like this back then because we were busy in so many other ways between uh, school and homework and uh, dinner and carpools. And both of us have always kind of worked. I was home for a little bit, but Lara and I have always worked in addition out of the home as well as in the home. So there was just complete chaos for a very long time. And then slowly but surely, for me at least, that chaos turned a little quiet. A lot quiet. Well, I think we went from the chaos of little. On, and, with, and I do think it's worth mentioning, both of us had husbands that worked a lot. Both very involved when they were home, but not home a lot. To Mine was less involved at home than yours, but that's okay. That's a, that's a different podcast. <laughs> but then we went right into that kind of chaos to having a lot of teenagers, which now that's a whole new a level of... of of chaos and there's lots of podcasts on that right and that's actually not what we're talking about because this is more about us and kind of where we stand at this point uh and why uh, how how maybe we got here but why we're here and what we're doing now that we're thinking more about ourselves in some ways than we are about um the kids even though the kids are certainly my priority my four children are by far you know my number one two three four priorities my husband's fifth um, I care about him a lot, don't get me wrong, but it really, still them, but a little bit more. This is a, this time is a little bit more about trying to figure out me. Yes, definitely mm-hmm. trying to figure out me and trying to figure out where I fit and even my adult children's lives, because that's, that's a little bit dicey too, trying to figure out, you know, I'm still there. Her mom, I have five girls, so they're all hers, um, but yet they really... They really want, they're really independent people. All five of my kids are very independent people and that's a great thing, but I was used to being really needed and I needed in a different way. So I guess that was part of it. And I think it was also like the whole feeling of like, what's like, why, why do I feel so off kind of snuck up on me too? Like the door doesn't just slam shut in, in one, it's like a, it's a slow burn to shut. And I think it took me a little bit to realize what I was feeling, what I was going through. And I actually, it was with a conversation with my husband, who men I think are just very different. Like, he just needs me. This is great. We're going to go back to like it was when we were dating. We're going to get to do all these things. We have all this time and all this extra money that we're not spending on them, which we're still spending on them, even though they're adult. Most of them, because they're in college. But he was he thought this was great. I'm thinking, oh, I love my husband, but yeah, I need more than my husband. I need more than my husband, and I love him dearly, but, you know, he still works 50 or 60 hours a week, so it's not even like he's sitting home retired or anything. We're not, we are old, but we're not that old yet, so we're at a phase, like this odd in-between phase that, again, I really stress that it's just not talked about, and nobody really told me, nobody prepared me, and frankly, I think it was a little bit before I even shared with Lara that I even felt like this. 
honestly. I didn't share with anybody but my husband. And then I went on a year of dating my husband. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of effort. This is a lot of effort. And this seems to be all about my husband. And I'm like, no. So we, I backed up. And then about, I'd say 18 months ago, I'm like, all right, let's identify what, what I need to fix. And let's try to change this narrative. And let's try to find some things to do. But then you start looking around at what to do and what what is out there in the media for 50-year-old women. I mean, I have a million and one life coaches on my Instagram. None of them relate to me. Um, you know, and I've done all the things they say to do, and it's still not relating to me. So it's, I, been, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been, it's a process for me. It's been a process, and it's been owning that process because I think I was running from it for a while because... Yeah. I didn't want, I, I wasn't seeing it clearly, or I didn't want to embrace it, or I thought it was, you know, hormones and menopause, and then it was like, because that's what everybody tells you it is, um, and then I was like, no, it's just a little bit of a void. And I, I think that void thing was really hard for me to get my brain around. I love to be busy, I love to do a lot of things, I love to feel needed, and once my children didn't need me in the same way... Uh, that really kind of hit me hard and I really felt like I needed to fill it with something. I think I dated my husband less than Lara did with her husband, <laughs> much to his chagrin. Uh, he would love me to try to fill the void with him. But I think I was really uh, self-aware for me to know that that wasn't what I needed. I needed to roll it back to when I was looking, when I was in my new other transition with the new momhood, where I found some women that were in the same boat. I felt like I needed to find women that are the same boat. However, they kind of paint us a little differently at this point in our lives. Either you're elderly, which we're not, mm -hmm. or, you know, we're trying to be young, which I'm not really trying to be young, or they kind of put us in this menopause box which kind of, you know, says, oh, you're being hormonal or you're right. being this or, oh, you need this or you need self-help. And not that I need, I don't need self-help. I just don't think that's all I need. I wanted somebody to kind of make me laugh and to have fun with and to do fun things. I don't need advice just like this conversation isn't us giving advice at all. This is simply about our journey of mom, of being a mom at this point. And I think what's important to point out is because we had a lot, nine children between us, there's a lot of people in our lives, but there weren't a lot of people in my life going through exactly what I was going through at the exact same time. And it isn't something that's often chatted about on top of it. But, you know, my first daughter, I was had a lot of people in my life at that point, um, but they had gone through it already. So they were 10 years ahead. And then my last daughter, who uh, is much younger, um, they were on their first. My, kid, my kids were getting married, getting engaged, go, moving out, going to college, and a lot of the peers in my life at that point, they were just in a completely different stage of theirs, depending on which group of friends coincided with which one of my daughters. So I was getting a lot of feedback from everybody like, oh, you're so lucky, you're gonna have all this time, and you're not going to have any laundry and look at your food shopping bill is going to be cut in half. And that's what wasn't what I was feeling inside. But I, I recognize that when you're in the chaos, it does sound really exciting to have time again. Um, I think what people forget is you're so in that early childhood carpool phase of your life that you've, you haven't really fostered a lot of other things to do, or at least I didn't foster a lot of other things to do. I didn't really have a hobby 
um, I just was kind of floundering. You know, I've tried quite a few hobbies in the past 18 months. And I think I might not be good at hobbies. I don't know. So this mother's group is now a hobby. This is a hobby. And this is what I'm thinking. We're in a whole, this is not something I ever, ever would have thought to do. Because I think I was kind of drowning in, in not a bad way though, in just the life that I was living in. Kind of every day is really long. And you go through it and you're like, okay, shoosh, I got through that. And, you know, maybe I could turn a show on at the end of the night or not because I'm too tired and I fall asleep. And you get up and you start again. And I honestly can say I loved every minute of it. I really did. And in hindsight, I love it even more. But I really didn't set myself up for what was going to happen when they all leave. And I don't really want to spend time with me anymore. And even though I have friends, I've said this before, I have friends, Lara's my friend, I have friends, it didn't fill for me the void that I had found in my life when three of my people are gone, one daughter's completely out, and two are in college, and I do, again, still have one in high school, but he's really one foot out the door at this point, he finishes this year, so he's going to be done. So this is just me trying to figure out what to do next and how, how to live my life and fill the void that I had even though again we have full-time jobs we are busy this is not our only little gig but I I think it's important I think for me it was important to do something like this because this is very very out of character for me because when I was searching I couldn't find anybody that was also searching like I couldn't I couldn't find anybody and I I feel better when I'm kind of in it with people and it and I can laugh at the fun parts and be sad at the lonely parts and be excited with somebody else and, and discovering new things. And I, I just really think what's out there for middle-aged, I guess, for a lack of a better word, it's just, there's just nothing. There's nothing out there for middle-aged. There's nothing out there. And I, I, I felt as though you're almost vilified for even thinking you needed something else. Mm-hmm. I should be really happy with having my empty house with, you know, Craig, who's been in my life for 33 years, and be okay with that, and I am, but I felt as though people were like, what do you mean you need something else? Why Why would you need something else? Everything's, you know, great and wonderful, and it's not that it's not. I just felt like I needed something else, and I think it's not wrong that I needed something else, but people kind of make you feel like this, you should be embracing it, and like dancing around in the kitchen by myself. I don't really want to do that. Right. <laughs> And I think I think the media out there kind of kind of reinforces that whole thought process. And I mean, even my own family was like, "Well, what do you mean? What else do you need? What do you need? You've got my husband's like, we got me and my youngest who is still in high school, and I do have two years left with her." Um, she's like, "What am I not enough?" Of course, like completely offended. But it's not that they aren't enough. I guess. I mean, I guess it isn't for me. I need other women. I like. I'm very social. I want to go out and have fun. I don't want to just keep adding more work to my life. I want to, and I think that was the expectation. Well, that's great. Now you work more. Well, yeah. I've worked hard the whole time I was raising children, and raising children is really hard. And there has to be more out there than just more work. And that's why I think we're here. For me, at least, too. I think mm-hmm. that I needed something different and more because my family my children are going to go out and make their own families and I'm going to be a part of their lives I hope but it's it's their life is their life and my life now has to be a life that without them and that's okay 
That's okay, because on the day-to-day basis, I'm probably not hanging out with my kids who are going to have jobs for 12 hours and significant others and their own lives. I hope to see them often, but I kind of know that I'm not. I'm not stupid enough to think that I'm going to be some big priority (laughs) or they're going to come visit me every night. I know that's not going to happen. So therefore, I'm exploring other options. And for instance, so Lara and I in our group that we're doing tomorrow is uh, another new hobby night where we're going to explore uh, a new exercise class and that I've never done before. So that's really exciting. And next week I'm learning, we're learning crocheting, which yes. again is not <laughs> something I ever thought I would do. I'm not crafty. This podcast is not about crafts. It's definitely not crafty. I have explored um, stained glass making, was not good at that. I tried gardening and I killed everything. And I'm now, I took a psychic development class. I'm not psychic. But it's a lot of fun, and I've met really interesting people along the way. And um, I think it's just something different and out of the box and, and, and low-key and no stress and no pressure. And I think that's kind of what I'm looking for. And that's why I think we're here. Lara wants to title this episode, The Beginning of the End. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a good thing because you're, let's start, the, the positive part of that is the beginning. The beginning. And it took a while to get to feeling yes, like it was yes, the beginning. Yes, and if, yes. if, you know, people can laugh along the way and help, and we can help them find their beginning, I think that'll be fun. That's the goal. That's what we're trying to do. And maybe at some point people will help us too in this next stage as we transition to whatever that is. So thank you for listening. Bye everybody. Bye.